rise to the hills. Amen. Or where does my help come from? It comes from heaven. Amen. It comes from the Lord. Amen. My help comes from the Lord. Another scripture says, in my weakness, he is made strong. Amen. He is made strong. I don't know about you today, but I need God's help. Amen. I need the Lord's help today. I wonder today, can we just lift our eyes to the hills? Can we just lift our hands and let's just praise God today? Can we just praise God today for His help today, dear God? Hallelujah. Lord, we thank You today, dear God. We thank You, God, because You are God. Hallelujah, God. We thank You, God, because You are the only one that can give us help, God. Lord, You are the only one we can look to in our times of trouble, God. You are the only one we can look to, God. You are the Alpha and the Omega, God. You're the beginning and the end, God. There is no help within this world. There is no peace within this world. There is only help and peace from heaven above, God. And we are so thankful for that, God. We are so thankful, Lord, that you provide that help. You provide that peace, God. You provide that strength today, dear God. Lord, I know, God, that we're struggling here on this earth, God. But we know, God, that there is a heaven above and there is a God in heaven, God, that is smiling on us today. They're still in control, God, that we don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be anxious. We can look to our help above. And we can know, we can know that He's watching out on us and He loves us. That He loves us and He's providing His strength today, God. Lord, we're so thankful for that today, dear God. We're so thankful for that today, dear God. We ask You to have Your way in this place, God. We ask You to provide help and provide strength, God. We ask You to provide the anointing, God. We ask You to provide the anointing. We ask You to provide Your words, God. We ask You to speak freely today, dear God. And let Your words, Lord, ring out in every ears today, dear God. Speak to them from the throne room of heaven today, dear God. Lord, not from this pulpit, not from this mouth, God, but from Your throne today, dear God. Speak today, dear God. Speak to them today from Your voice today, dear God. Straight to them today, dear God. Lord, we'll give You all the glory and honor because You are good. You are good and we love you and we praise you forever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Can you give God a hand clap of praise? Amen. Amen. Has He been good to you today? Has He been good to you? Amen. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated if you can. We're going to dismiss our young people or our one youth children at this time, our one youth kids, whatever they want to be called. Amen. We're going to dismiss them today. As Pastor Mark, got a little feedback there. As Pastor Mark said, Wednesday night, we're going to have our teens go back, and I'm just looking so, so yeah. forward to that. Amen. They had donuts back there this morning. I hope they left one. Did you leave one? Two. Two. Pastor Mark said two. I wonder if I'm going to get one. He said two. I'm wondering if I'm going to get one. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I tell you, I am glad to be here today. I'm glad to see uh, all of you here today. Some of you hadn't seen in a while, and I'm just so so thankful to see you. Amen. Uh, just Amen. so thankful to see you. It's been a tough time, but we're just so thankful to have everybody here today. I tell you, I didn't want to preach this message today. I didn't really want to speak on it, if you will. I didn't want to preach this one today. I tried to prepare other messages. I tried to go other ways, but God just wasn't going to have it. He wouldn't let me quit thinking about this because it's something that's really personal to me, something that I've talked about many times in front of you, and some of you may not know this about me. A lot of you do. But it's something that, that I've struggled with, and I've struggled with it a lot. But I have a confession today, and that's that I, I still struggle. Amen? Amen. I still have times of weakness. Uh, I still have times when I fail. Amen. I've told you before, I've suffered from really, really bad anxiety and uh, depression at one time. And at times, I still suffer with that. And I, I have to confess that today. And uh, I just have to confess that, you know, over the, you know, this was a, uh, that last, uh, when I suffered from anxiety, when I had that, and it was really bad, that depression I suffered for, it was a very difficult time in my life. It was a very difficult time in my family's life. Uh, but God delivered me from that. Amen. He did. He, he, he did. He delivered me from that. Amen. The fact that I still at times battle does not take away from God's deliverance. Amen. He still delivered me. Amen. I still battle. I'm still in a fleshly body, but God still delivered me, and that does not take it away from that at all. Amen. I still follow God. I'm still a pastor. I still love Jesus. Amen. I'm still committed to this church. I'm still Amen. committed to uh, the growth of this church, but I am human. Yeah. I am human and I do fail. I am human and I do struggle at times. I am human and I am tempted. Amen. I'm not bound by anxiety and depression like I used to be. I used to be bound by that, but today I still struggle with it at times. And the reason that's so prevalent to kind of confess today and talk about is that 
you know, this year that we came through, this time that we're still in, people are dealing with great anxiety. Amen, I believe they are. I believe people are dealing with great anxiety. They're dealing with great stress. They're dealing with great depression. And honestly, it does no one any good for me to stand up here and pretend that I don't. Amen? It does no one any good for God's children to deny that they're not anxious, to deny that they're not worried. It does no good to be self-righteous, right? It does no good to hide how we feel. It does no good to put a mask on and put on this church face and say, I'm not worried, I'm not anxious, right? As a matter of fact, it not only does the world no good, it harms the world, amen? It actually hurts the world when we do that because when we act self-righteous and we say things like to people whenever they're fearful, well, you must not be trusting God, right? Or you must not have strong enough faith, right? When we tell them things like that, and they hear this coming from the church, and they hear this coming from the people of the church, but yet they see our Facebook post. Right. Amen. Amen. Right? They see our Facebook post, and they see that we're fearful, right? Or they see us in the grocery store with all the toilet paper and all the chicken, right? <laughs> right? And they say, well, well, but you said you wasn't fearful when they see us in the gun store, amen, and we bought up all the bullets, right? And we bought up all the guns, right? And now you can't find a gun or a bullet, Right? When, they, when we do things like that, they say, but, you know, I thought you wasn't fearful. And, and our words and our actions don't align with each other. Right. Amen. Right. And when our words and our actions don't align to each other, we become this word that they use for the church, which is hypocrite. Right? We become the hypocrite. Right? And people are scared of hypocrites. And they don't want to be aligned with hypocrites. Right? Right? When we say we're not worried, we say we're standing in faith, but our actions don't align with that, then people don't want to come to church. Amen. They don't want no part of it because they don't believe us. So the world out there, they're looking for hope, amen, the lost, they're looking for hope, but because we don't look like hope, we don't look like what we say we are, they don't look to us, amen, they look to other places, they look to other places for their help, amen. So today I hope that we can see and understand we cannot just ignore how we feel, amen, we can't just ignore the things that are going on around us, amen. As I said, I want to be absolutely clear today, I don't want anybody to kind of take this the wrong way. I'm absolutely still a faithful follower of Jesus, but at times I still wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety ripping my heart. Amen. At times I wake up and I can't sleep. Amen. I find myself unable to sleep because my mind are just wrapped around all of these things. My mind's wrapped around, am I going to have a job now? Amen. My, my mind's wrapped around, is my mom going to get sick? Amen. Is my wife going to get sick? Is my children going to get sick? Amen. And uh, to be very truthful today, I get I get a little worried about empty seats in here. Amen. Amen. Just to be honest, right, I do. I get very worried about empty seats in this church. Right, I get very worried about people that can't come because, uh, you know, they've got people that maybe they've got this, you know, immune issue and they can't come because if they get sick or maybe somebody in their household is the same way and they can't come. And I worry about them spiritually. Amen. And that worries me. And it causes anxiety on me. And I know it does on your pastor also, right? So sometimes I find myself unable to sleep, amen. Sometimes I find myself worried. Sometimes I find myself worried about people becoming too comfortable without coming to church, amen. I find myself worried about people becoming too comfortable watching Facebook instead of coming into the house of God. So all of these things weigh on us, amen, and we become anxious and we become worried and we become stressed, right? But I think today, chances are I'm not the only one that's uh, a little anxious, Chances are today I'm not the only one that's been dealing with some stress and some depression or that's kind of been dealing with this, uh, the way this uh, year has been, right? I'm, I believe there's probably people in this room, people online today that's dealt with some anxiousness, that's dealt with some uh, hard times because honestly, and we can just be truthful here, this has been a tough year, amen? amen. It's been a good year. We've had some good things. It was the year of vision. We've seen some things, amen. right? But it's been a tough year. Honestly, it's probably been the longest year we've ever had, right? Because it felt like 10 years, amen? It felt like 10 years in one. It's the longest year ever. I heard a guy the other day, I was listening to something, and he was talking about 2020, and he said in the future, people are going to look back at this year as an adjective, amen? They're going to be saying, don't you go 2020 on me, (laughs) right? Or, uh, man, you're looking 2020 today, right? Maybe uh, they'll be saying, you you know, you're kind of using that as an adjective for when things are falling apart and, you know, uh uh-oh, we're going 2020 now. Maybe when you're having a you know, a bad relationship or a bad hair day, it's going to be a 2020 thing, right? Yeah. Right, because it, it, honestly, it has been a bad year, right? And a lot of people associate 2020 with bad, right? With bad things, right? 
And uh, you just can't really honestly blame people for being anxious right now, right? The church, we can't blame people for being anxious. We can't blame the church for being anxious, right? Because, I mean, there was this crazy virus that kind of started out on the other side of the world, right, in a market, right, from somebody selling bats, right? And I don't even know why people sell bats, right? I don't even like bats. You ever been to a zoo? I, don't, I can't even look at those things, right? I they, they look evil, right? So I can't even look at them, so I don't know why anybody would buy one. Right, so this crazy virus spreads like wildfire, and it shuts down the whole world, right? It shuts down the whole world, and we're watching it as it does it on TV, and it disrupts everybody's life, and then you add into it economical fear, right? You add into it stock markets going crazy, people losing jobs, and then you throw in this whole racial thing we had this year, and this whole political division, and we have these news that want you to watch so bad that they'll make up stuff, right, so that you'll watch it, and... Right, and, and then it just freaks people out, right? And then we have all these people on Facebook that gets freaked out, and they start posting all these conspiracy theories, and right? And I don't know where that stuff comes from, but they're posting it, and people are believing it. So it's no wonder that people are anxious. It's no wonder that people are stressed and fearful, and it's no wonder that people are looking for something to calm them. Amen? Amen. It's no wonder that people are looking for something to assure them. They're looking for something that seems normal. I, I read a, stati uh, a stat... <laughs> I can say that. Amen. I read a stat the other day from the uh, National Center of Health, and it said that, you know, in 2019, that uh, it kind of contrasted 2019 with 2020, in other words, and it said uh, in 2019, 8.2% .2 of adults showed some signs of anxiety disorder. 2019, 8.2% .2 of adults showed some type of anxiety disorder, whatever that is, some type of anxiety disorder. You fast forward a year and 36%, 36% of adults showed some type of anxiety disorder, some type, that's 220% jump, amen, in one year. That's astonishing, right? So I think that's why it's so important that we get real about our emotions and our feelings today, amen. I think that's why it's so important that we don't try to hide them, we don't try to fake it, if you will, we don't try to put our Christian mask on and we don't try to you know, beat the world down with our uh, Bible, if you will, right. and tell people that they just need more faith. Amen? Right. We're actually covering this with our teens this month, right? And uh, because it's not only adults facing this, amen? Our young people are facing it. They're facing it hard, yeah. right? Our teens and our children have had so much things taken from them this year. Last year, they've had all kind of things taken from them. Kids didn't get to go to proms. They didn't get to go to here. They didn't get to go to there. They didn't get to do all kind of things. And it's really, it's really weighed on them. And it's you know, hurt him because they can't be socially interactive anymore because they're, they're just, you know, they're having a social distance and they can't go to school and they don't know when they go to school, right? right? So we've took a whole month just to talk about it with our teens and our pastor done a great message uh, two weeks ago and then last week we had a great lesson from our Noel and Nate, our Noel and Nate, right? Our uh, teens leaders, Noel and Nate, and I, uh, I'm going to be talking about it Wednesday and uh, Damien will be carrying over into next month and... Uh, so really, uh, I'm just really excited about that. I'm really excited to get with our teens Wednesday and just talk about my struggles and where I've been and, you know, how I overcame it through God. But today, God just led me to talk about it with you also, right? And I want you to know today that anxiety isn't some new thing, okay? Right. This isn't some 2020 thing, 2021 thing. Anxiety has always been around, right? If you go back and you read your Bible, you'll see that people in the Bible suffered from anxiety. They suffered from worry. They suffered from stress, right? And I'm going to talk about one today that may surprise some of you today. I want to talk about one that may uh, have you give me a bad look and you may throw something at me, but I want you to uh, read with me before you do that, okay? I'm going to talk to you about Jesus. Amen? See, Jesus had a uh, battle with anxiety that was very overwhelming, something that we, we, we probably we don't know anything about this type of anxiety he had. We're going to discuss that today. But before we go into that, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. Anxiety is a very real disorder. Amen. I don't want to make light of it. It's real. Right? It goes far deeper than just uh, try to think about it. and it, Try not to think about it and it'll go away. I want you to understand that sometimes people, you know, have to seek help for anxiety and depression. Okay? I want you to understand that sometimes people need to see counselors. They need to see medical people who may give them medicine. And I can't speak on that in no way because I'm not a doctor. Amen. I can't speak on that. I do believe that God's given people, uh, you know, the knowledge and the uh, wisdom, doctors, to be able to help people with medicine. I believe that, right? I believe that God's given that to people. He's given that 
and he's been able to give people the help to counsel us, so I don't want to take away from that. And honestly, I can't, I'm not qualified to speak on that, so I'm not going to, right? Anxiety is a very real physical and mental problem, but today we're going to talk on it in a spiritual way, okay? Because that's the only way I'm qualified to talk on it, okay? I can't talk about it medically. I can't talk about it psychology or whatever that word is, psychological, right? I can't talk about it that way. The only way I can talk about it is spiritual today, so that's where we're going to go. That's where we're going to go, okay? And we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, talk about it in a spiritual way for a very real emotion, amen? So today we're going to discuss how Jesus, while on this earth, he lived as a man. He was God, but he was a man in a fleshly body, amen? He had fleshly emotions, and he dealt with anxiety, amen? There's a thought pattern that as Christians that we shouldn't deal with anxiety, there's a thought pattern out there in this world that will tell you if you are fearful, if you are worried, if you are depressed, that maybe you just don't have enough of a relationship with God. I want you to absolutely know that that's not true today, okay? I want you to know that, right? I suffered with anxiety while I was a Christian. I suffered with depression while I was a Christian, right? If you feel anxiousness, does that mean you've let God down? I don't believe so, right? I don't believe so at all, right? So... Anxiety is not a sin. Fear is not a sin. All I want you to understand today is it's not a sin to battle anxiety. It's not a sin to battle depression, right? It's not a sin to feel anxiousness, right? Now, I also want to let you know that it, it probably could lead to it, okay? Right? It probably could lead to it. I, I, don't, I don't know that, but it probably could, right? I want, to, I want to look at anxiety kind of like we look at anger today, okay? See, the Bible says to be angry and sin not, right? See, it's not a sin to be angry, but it's where anger leads you. Amen. And that scripture may be better understood if you said this, right? In your anger, do not sin. Right? In your anger, do not sin. So I look at anxiety the same way. In your anxiousness, in your depression, in your worriness, do not sin. Just like anger, anxiety can and often does lead to sin, but feeling anxiety in a moment does not mean you've sinned. It does not mean you've let God down. In fact, today you will look at Jesus, whom the Bible very clearly says no, knew no sin. Amen. And he felt what a lot of people would say was an extraordinary feeling of anxiety as he took what he was about to endure. As Jesus looked ahead to the cross, he felt extraordinary. He felt this, this, this overwhelming feeling of anxiety. And today we're going to look at this. We will not only see that Jesus did in fact feel anxiety, we will also see how Jesus handled that. And we'll also learn what he did in that moment. And we can go back and we can look and we can learn and maybe hopefully we can apply this to our life whenever we're feeling anxiousness, whenever we're feeling, whenever we're feeling stress, whenever we're feeling depression. Hopefully we can look at Jesus and we can see how he handled it. See, I think it's very interesting how Jesus handled it. He handled it the way that my daughter does. When my daughter is uh, stressed, when she's anxious, when she's fearful, she begins to talk, right? And you can't get her to shut up, right? She just, if you take her to the doctor... If she's going to get a shot, my daughter passes out when she gets shot. So it's, it's, she's like one of those goats. You ever seen those goats that fall over when you scare them? She's like that. She's like that. I'm sorry, baby. Uh, right. But my daughter, whenever she gets fearful, she begins to talk. Right. She's just. Jared does the same thing. Right. Right. Those two, whenever they get stressed, whenever they get anxiousness, they begin to talk, and you just can't get a word in. And that's how Jesus did. He began to speak. Amen. And that's what we're going to see today. As anxiety rose up, Jesus began to speak. Amen. He began to speak. And today we will learn from three different ways or places Jesus spoke to when he felt anxiousness. Right? Three points, if you will. Three places today. Right? The first place Jesus spoke was to his disciples. Amen. The first place Jesus spoke to was his disciples. And very importantly, his Christian friends, if you will. This was not only his disciples. Amen. These were his friends. Amen. This was his church, if you will. This was his church. And today... We're going to learn from that, right? He didn't post on Facebook, amen. He didn't tweet. He didn't send a Snapchat, amen. He went and he talked to his godly friends, amen. And today, whenever we're feeling overwhelmed and anxiety, it's wise for us to talk to our spiritual friends, amen. It's wise. It's wise to us to go to godly men and women. It's wise to us to go to our church friends and our church people, if you will, our church family. It's wise to us to go to our Christian friends at work, amen. Not people who will feed into that anxiety, amen. amen. There's people that is not as interested in your emotional and your mental well-being as you think right. they are. Right. They will feed into that. I see it every day, right? People that are fearful and other people that are fueling that fear, right? right. Add into it, add into it, right? And then it just compounds, right? 
Don't compound the problem by going to people that will feed the problem. Amen? Don't compound your problem by going to people that will feed that problem. Go to good, godly people. Amen. Amen? Go to goodly, godly, positive people. Amen? Right? Goodly, godly, positive people. Right? In fact, you will see what Jesus, that's what Jesus did in Mark 14. That's where we're going to be at today. This was his uh, right after the Last Supper, and Jesus had just left his small group meeting. Amen? Amen. And basically, that's what it was. Jesus was in his small group meeting. And uh, that's where a small group started. And uh, if you don't, if you're not in, if you don't think you need a small group, uh, Jesus did. So uh, get in one. Amen. Amen. It's just a little plug for small groups. Anyway, they left the uh, Last Supper, and by this time Jesus had slipped away, and you can only imagine they was all kind of hurt, all kind of anguished. Jesus must have been feeling as he led his disciples down into the Garden of Gethsemane. Right, he had just told them that one of their very own was going to betray him. Right, Gethsemane literally means the pressing or the crushing. Literally means the pressing or the crushing. Jesus was crushed, amen, and he was pressed. And he asked his disciples to sit here while I go and pray, and he leads them on into the garden a little further, amen. We pick up in verse uh, 32 of Mark 14, and it reads like this. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he saith to his disciples, Sit ye here while I shall pray. And he taught with them, Peter, James, and John, to become to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. Amen. The Son of God who had never sinned. Amen. The Son of God who had never known sin. Amen. The Son of God who was, as I said, God, but He was also man on this earth. He became very distressed. He became very dis troubled. Amen. And the Bible says it wore heavy on Him. Amen. It wore heavy on him. If you go down to verse 34, it says this. As saith unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye and watch. The Bible says in the King James Version, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. The NIV Version says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. The Amplified Version says, my soul is deeply grieved and overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. The Good News Translation says... The sorrow in my heart is so great, it almost crushes me. The message version says he sank into a suffocating pit of darkness. I'm not advocating these translations at all. I just want to get this clear today that Jesus was under great stress. Jesus was under great anxiousness. Jesus was feeling great anxiety. Amen, today. And this wasn't some normal anxiousness that you feel, amen, right? Whenever your, uh, maybe your uh, girlfriend looked at your phone and, uh, you, she saw something, right? That ain't that anxiousness that we're talking about today. Amen. What we're talking about today is great anxiety. Amen. Great anxiety. We're talking about sorrow. The Bible says that it was sorrowful unto death. Amen. Sorrowful unto death. I wonder today, have you ever felt that? Right? Have you ever felt that suffocating pit of darkness that they're talking about? Have you ever felt that great sorrow? Maybe you've had some great life-changing moment in your life that put you into this suffocating pit of darkness, right? Maybe it's kind of like a pit of, you know, your heart beating. It's kind of hard to catch your breath, right? You, you begin to panic. You ever been in one of those moments where you just can't seem to catch your breath and you begin to panic a little bit? He sank into this dark hole of dreadful agony, right? And why did he do this? Why did he do this? Amen. See, Jesus was God in the flesh and he knew the horror of what was to come right not only was he flesh right and he felt the same emotions we felt he was god and he knew what to come could you imagine that right. see not only was he fleshly and he felt the pain but he was god and he knew what was to come he knew more pain was to come he knew right. more suffering was to come he knew all of this was coming right so that's double the stress right, right. than we would have felt right all we feel is what we feel in this moment we don't know what's to come even though he was completely innocent he was completely Innocent of his charges, he didn't do any of this that they was blaming him for or charging him for. He was going to be arrested. He was going to be tortured. He was going to die by crucifixion, the most painful, the most completely humiliating way to die possibly. Even worse, Jesus was perfect. Amen. He was sinless. And he was about to become sin as a sacrifice for sin. So if you can imagine, Jesus has never sinned. He's always enjoyed perfect fellowship and communion with the Heavenly Father. Throughout his 33 years on this earth and every time before then, Jesus had always had perfect communion with the Father. 
perfect fellowship with the Father. And He was going to become our sin, right? Not only this sin that we look at whenever we talk about our sin, right? When we talk about our sin, our sin ain't that bad, right? All right my sin ain't that bad, right? You know, but, but this, this is the, the bad sins, amen? Right. right? That's the way we think anyway, right? But Jesus was about to come the worst of sins, amen? Rape, murder, abuse, hatred, violence, racism, envy, lying. The list goes on and on and on, amen? That's what Jesus was about to become. He was about to become every sin. He was going to become that. Jesus was holy. Holiness was about to become filthiness. The one who never sinned became sin, and because of it, the Bible says the Father couldn't even look at him. He had to turn his face from him. Jesus had never had the Father turn his face from him. He had, always, he had always had this perfect fellowship with the Father, and now the Father couldn't even look at it. See, God is perfectly holy, and because of that, God can't look on sin. Amen? Because of that, God could not look on His only Son, and He died on the cross for you and I, and God couldn't even look at Him while He was dying. And because of this, Jesus cried out from the cross, and He said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right? Why have you left me, Father? Why have you turned your face from me? And Jesus, he knew all of this was coming. He could see every bit of this. His whole 33 years on this earth, he could see the cross. He was going to the cross. His whole 33 years on this earth, he was going toward the cross, and he knew what was coming. And in the middle of this pit and darkness and in the middle of this moment of anxiety and overwhelming anxiety, you can see the honesty that Jesus has with his disciples here. Right? And that's what the world needs today is honesty. Amen? Jesus is honest with his disciples. He said, look, I'm to the point of death here, right? I'm to the point of death, overwhelmed. And then he becomes honest with his disciples, and that's what we need, right? See, it, and a lot of times, Christians can be the most dishonest people in the world, right? Yeah. Right? And maybe, maybe dishonest is a strong term. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's a strong term today, but maybe we could use the word fake, right? Amen? Christians are guilty of that. When times are tough and... Someone comes to you and they say, how you doing? We get that deep voice, I'm doing good, praise God, right? <laughs> standing in faith, standing in faith, brother. Yep, that's what we do, right? We put on our Christian face, amen? Glory to God, I'm standing in faith. And listen, maybe you aren't one of those people, right? Maybe you're not one of those people, right? But you can see that sometimes people will ask how you're doing and you'll say something like, I'm fine, I'm fine, right? I'm just keeping on, keeping on, as uh, Joe Dirt would say, right? Right? I'm fine. Right? But what you can see here in Jesus' moment of great anxiety, he's completely raw. He's completely honest with his disciples, right? He's completely real. And I believe it's time for the church to be real. Amen? Amen. It's time for the church to be real. It's time for the church to be completely transparent, completely honest with what we're feeling. Amen? Amen. See, Jesus says, in essence, guys, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. In other words, I ate so much on the inside, I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive it. I don't know if I can handle what I'm feeling. Amen? This is what Jesus said. And then he said, would you please just stay here for a moment and watch and pray with me? I need you now more than ever. That's what he's asking his disciples. Listen, I need you right now more than I've ever needed you. He went and he spoke to his disciples. That's important for us. It's important that he went and spoke to his disciples because I believe today that so many people right now are suffering from anxiety. I believe so many people are overwhelmed with these anxious feelings because they lack communion with others. Amen. Amen. Right now in this time of quarantine, right now in this time of isolation and, uh, and uh, social distance, they are lacking communion with other people. Right. Amen. I honestly believe that so many people are feeling unsettled. They're feeling scared, fearful, vulnerable to the latest rumor and the latest conspiracy theory. And they're overwhelmed by every piece of news is because they're lacking Godly, positive, encouraging, uplifting community from the body of Christ. That's what I believe. People are starving spiritually for a lack of fellowship with the body. Right? right? And just to say what I'm trying to say here as direct as I can, people are surfing, suffering today because they're not in church. Amen? See, they're, they're not in small groups. They're not in Bible studies. They're not in these prayer meetings. They're not with their Christian people, with their Christian friends. They're not in these places talking to their Christian friends. And they're anxious and they're suffering anxiety because they're isolated from the church. I really believe that. I wonder today, can you just imagine for a moment the damage mentally that this isolation and quarantine has done to people? Amen. Can you think about that? I read something the other day where uh, the, the suicide rate and the, uh, 
the death rate and all that's you know up not because of the the covid but because of people are just mentally out of it they're mentally out of it right and the bible tells us that we're not meant to be alone amen it told us that in the beginning god told adam it's not good to be alone it's not good to be isolated right and the story continued on when jesus who is god and god said i need to be with my people right it's not good for my people to be alone i need communion with my people right so god gave his son to die for us so that we can be reunited again and we can have perfect fellowship and communion with him again right and jesus didn't die from us from heaven right he didn't die for us from heaven he could have died there right for our sins right but he wanted to be with us right emmanuel god with us God showered his love for his children here on this earth, here with his people. That's important. There's power in the church. Amen. Amen. In fact, once we open up, the, the thing that I heard over and over and over again after the shutdown period, once we open back up, the thing that I heard over and over and over again was people coming up to us telling us, I never knew how much I needed church. Amen. I never knew how much I needed the church people. Amen. I never knew that I needed people so bad that I missed being with our people so bad. Amen. See, the the presence of God is awesome anywhere, right? Anywhere that you can be, the presence of God is awesome. But when you're in church, amen, and when you're with your church family, amen, and that presence of God begins to move, there's nothing like it, amen. When you're with your G3 fam, right, it becomes awesome, right, and it becomes just this overwhelming feeling. And there's a huge difference also between your pastor being able to text you, your pastors being able to text you and and tell you they're going to be praying for you, and they're going to be praying for you, and actually, uh, you know, I'm going to be uh, praying for you in this moment, or on, on Zoom, I'm going to pray for you. There's a difference between that and for him to be able to actually lay his hands on your back, right, and pray with you, and grab your hands and pray with you. There's a difference. There is a difference in there. There is really a difference whenever he tells you that I'm going to pray for you than being able to say, let's pray with you. Amen. Amen. There is a difference to that, okay? While we were out, and you guys would... Uh, text us and ask us to pray pastor mark and damien and william and the leaders of this church we would text each other and say hey this person said pray for them and we still do it and you know and all that and that's great but there's a difference between telling somebody we'll pray for them than praying with them here this is what jesus did he spoke to his disciples his church if you will and he said i need you to pray with me he said that he didn't say pray for me he said pray with me right he said this is crushing me i don't know if i'm going to make it through this would you guys just sit here close to me and pray with me? My soul is overwhelmed. It feels like I just can't make it. Just please pray with me. I don't know about you, but when I suffer anxiety, the first thing I need to do is uh, speak to my good godly friends, right? Amen. And that's what we need to do. We need to do what Jesus did. We need to call our friends, right? And we need to say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this way, and I need you to pray for me. Amen. I need you to pray with me. The second thing you can do when you're feeling anxiety is if you can speak to your father, amen? amen? And this is the most important thing you can do, right, is you can speak to God, right? The greatest advice I give to anybody whenever I counsel them that's suffering with depression or anxiety is I tell them to talk to God, amen? That's the greatest advice I can give you is talk to God, amen? I want to explain it to you like this. How many of you have ever been going down the road and uh, you're driving your car and that red check engine light comes on, right? It's a newer car, right? You just bought this car, right? It's probably a Chevy if the light come on. Uh, that was just a that was just a shot over here. I'm sorry, right? But uh, right. So the uh, the the check engine. You're going down the road. The check engine light comes on. Right. That's anxiety. You just bought this car. You've only had it a couple of years. Right. Right. And you're going down the road, and all of a sudden that check engine light comes on. That is anxiety. Right. So you begin to panic a little bit because you don't know what the problem is. But the problem is, is that signal light is not the problem. See, you could go somewhere and get that signal light pulled off. I can pull the fuse out and get that signal light to go off, but that signal light is not the problem. See, anxiety is not the problem, amen? Anxiety and worry and all that, that's not the problem, right? There's a deeper problem, amen? That anxiety is just a signal light, right? The fear, the, 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 the worry, the, uh, all of those stuff, that's your actual problem, right? So whenever you begin to have that problem with your car, what do you do? Right, you just bought this car, right? You take it back to the dealer, right? You take it to the person you bought it from, right? Right? Whenever I get this anxiety, right, where do I take it to? I take it to the one I, I came from, right? I take it to my creator, right? Anxiety is, a, is just a signal saying, look, you need to come pray. That's all it is. Come talk to me, amen? It's time to pray. That's all anxiety is. It's time to come talk to me. You're worried, child. Come talk to me, amen? You're worried. You're fearful. You're, 
you're, uh, you, you've got all these problems, come talk to me. That's all that is. You haven't been talking to me. Amen. You've been on Facebook. You've been talking to this person. You've been on the phone. Right? You've been talking to this person. Right? Come talk to me. That's all that is. Come talk to me. Amen. Paul told the Philippians, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, you take your request to God. Amen. In everything you do, you pray. In every situation, you pray. In other words, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. Amen. Amen. If it's big enough for you to spend time in the middle of the night thinking about, go ahead and pray. You're already up. Amen. Begin to pray. Begin to take it to God. I heard it say another way, why worry about it when you can pray about it? Amen. That's right. Why worry about it when you can pray about it? What's on your mind? What's on your heart? Take it to God. If you're worried about your marriage, pray about your marriage. Amen. If you're worried about the economy, pray about the economy. If you're worried about the president, pray about the president. Amen. Pray for the president. If you're worried about your job, pray for your job. If you're worried about a decision you got to make, I don't know what I'm going to do, pray about that decision. If you're worried about your kids going back to school, if you're worried about whether or not they're going to be on AB plan, virtual, you don't know what they're going to be on, right? pray about it. If you're worried about the fact that now you're a homeschool teacher and you don't know how to do that, pray about it. Amen? Pray about it, right? If you're worried about getting sick, pray about that. If you're worried about going to the doctor and getting that big thing stuck up on your nose, right? I've had that. That's not fun, right? Christy told them to go deeper. Is Christy in here? She told them to go deeper when they stuck that thing in my nose. Can you believe that? That's your first lady. She said, go deep. <laughs> and they did. They went deep, too. Right? If you're worried about that, pray about it. Amen? Pray about it. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about it. Anxiety is a signal that you need to pray. Jesus spoke with his disciples, and then he spoke to God. Amen? He spoke to God. I would say you need to do, speak to God first, right? But I'm just going by, you know, what I read here, right? Verse 35 says this, And he went forward a little and fell on the ground, and he prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Don't put verse 6 up yet, Danny, but he goes on to say, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Jesus looked ahead to the suffering and pain of the cross. He says, Father, you can do anything, and I just, I just don't want to suffer this way. Amen? Take it away. Right? Here, here's what I love about this prayer. It's just honest. Right? It's not memorized. It's not repetitive. It's not one of those prayers we, we pray before we go to sleep at night. Right? It's, it's an honest prayer. See, I think a lot of times we as Christians, we got these little repetitive prayers and we taught this to kids like maybe we're not doing it right. We teach these repetitive, and it's good for them to pray, right? But we teach these little repetitive prayers to our kids, you know, and, uh, but it, we need to talk to our father, right? We need to go to him with our problems. We don't need to go to him with these repetitive prayers. We need to go to him and talk to him. These, uh, these prayers that just tell him what your problem is, what you're facing. Amen. Let him know what you're feeling. Amen. Amen cry out to God. I don't know what I'm going to do. Amen. Tell him I can't take this no more. That's what Jesus said. I'm to the point of death. I can't take this no more. Amen. Right. And if you would do this, I, I promise you, God would much rather you be honest with him and unleash your worries and cares on him than, than just repeat some, some prayer that you, you heard when you were a child. Amen. See, God already knows what's on your heart. He already knows your worries. He already knows your fears. God's big enough to handle your hurts. Right. God's big enough to handle your doubts. Amen. God's big enough to handle your questions. Cast your cares upon Him. Amen. Anyone that's ever came and just buried it all on the altar before knows that, you know, anyone that's ever came before and buried the altar altar knows that, you know, there's healing in telling God what's bothering you. Right? If you've ever been in that moment where you're just broken, you've ever been in that moment where life is just weighing onto you, there is healing whenever you're honest enough with yourself Right? When you're brave enough, bold enough to come to the altar and give it all to God, there's healing in that. Amen. There is. Today, if you're suffering today, I'm telling you, there is healing in coming to the altar and bearing it before God. Amen. There is healing in that, I promise you. God can handle your doubts. Amen. He can handle your honesty. Father, things are falling apart. I'm finding it hard to trust you. I'm having a hard time believing. Why can't you just take it all away? Why did you let this happen? I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to trust. I'm trying to have faith. I'm doing everything I can, God. Just help me, please. That's the kind of honesty I believe God's looking for. Amen? Yeah. Right? Jesus says, hey, if we can do it another way, my soul's being crushed right now. I know what's coming, and I, I just don't, I don't like that. Right? If there's another way, I'm begging you, God. Can we do it another way? Listen, when we're feeling this anxiety coming on, when you're feeling that worry, when you're feeling those sleepless nights, you feel like the world's just closing in on you, you got this crushing, anxious feeling, 
speak to some good godly friends. Amen. Speak to your church family. Just let them love on you a minute and then go to God. Amen. Amen. Go to God. Amen. Go to God. Pray to God. Amen. It's so vital. Talk to God. Be honest. Speak from your heart. God can handle what you're feeling. He can handle your honesty. Amen. So we speak to our friends. We speak to God. Next, we're going to speak to our feelings. Amen. Amen. Next, we're going to speak to our anxiety. And that's where our, our uh, message title came from tonight, Speak to It. We're going to speak to it. Amen. We're going to speak to our anxiety. We're going to speak to our fears. We're going to speak to those feelings we're having. Amen. And that's what Jesus did. Sometimes we have to speak to our feelings. I don't know about you, though. I have some crazy feelings at times, right? I have some crazy thoughts. And, and, and we live in a crazy world that will tell you to follow your feelings. You ever had anybody tell you that? Follow your feelings. Don't do that. Right? If you follow your feelings, you're liable to end up in jail. Don't follow your feelings. Amen? That's the worst advice you could tell somebody. Amen? Don't follow your feelings. Amen? You think about those feelings. You pray about those feelings. Amen? Don't you follow your feelings, right? Right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Instead of following your feelings, you need to speak to your feelings. Amen? Speak to those thoughts and say, you don't lead me. Amen? Your feelings and your thoughts do not lead you. Amen? Right, just because you feel something or think something does not mean it's true. Amen, that's, 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 what? just because you feel it or think it doesn't mean it's true. And sometimes, a lot of times, we worry and we obsess about things that never even happen, right? Right, we worry about things all day long and they never even happen anyway, right? Listen, when you have those feelings of worry, feelings of anxiety, don't tell your faith about your feelings, right? Tell your feelings about your faith. You ever heard somebody say that? Amen. Amen. Right, tell your, tell your worry about your God, amen. You ever had anybody say, uh, tell your fear about your faith, right? Don't tell your faith about your fear, tell your fear about your faith. That's right, tell your fear about your relationship with Jesus. Look, I serve a God, amen, who is greater than you, amen. amen. I, I serve a God who's within me, amen, and it says greater who is within me right. than he that is in this world. Go ahead and show verse 36. I was trying to hold that last part for you, even though you know it. In verse 36, it says, And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away the key. Take away this cup from me. Amen. Nevertheless, not what I will, but thy will. Right. If you don't know where the name of this church came from, that's where it came from right there. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thy will. Amen. That's what God laid on Mark's heart, Pastor Mark, his heart whenever he uh, named this church. Right? God's will. Not our will. God's will. Amen. Listen, Jesus did... He didn't want to be rejected. He didn't want to be beaten. He didn't want to be falsely accused. He didn't want to have his clothes stripped from him. He didn't want to be hung on a cross, a cross naked. Amen. He didn't, want to be, he didn't want to have to die for a crime he never committed. He never wanted to be despised. He never wanted his heavenly father to turn away from him, right? To not be able to even look at him. He didn't want that. But what does he say? Not my will. Not my will, amen, but your will, God. Right? It's what you want, Father. It's what you want. Speak to your anxiety, speak to your feelings, whatever you feel, whenever you feel like God isn't there, whenever you feel like God has left you, when you feel like God doesn't love you, speak to that, Amen. right? When you feel like God doesn't love you, tell, tell them that God does love me, Amen. Amen? God is love, so God has to love me, Amen. Amen? If you ever feel like God doesn't love you or nobody loves you, you tell God is love, Amen? And because God is love, He has to love me, Amen? No matter what I've done, God has to love me, Amen? So God is love, Amen? In fact, God so loved me, he did what? He gave his son for me. Amen. Right? Whenever you feel like you're alone and says no one cares, speak to the fact that God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Right. If you feel lonely today, if you feel depressed today, you feel like nobody's there, God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. And God can't lie. Amen. God cannot lie. Amen. Right? And God said he would never leave you. Say, I have friends. I have church family. I have a God who has given everything to love me so that I wouldn't be alone. Amen. Whenever you start to worry about your finances and you see, I just don't know how I'm going to make it, speak to that. Tell that worry that God has never failed you yet. Amen. He's never failed you yet. He's always provided for your needs. Amen. He's always provided for your needs. The Bible says that he cares for the little birds. How much more does he care for us? Amen. Whenever you feel like you just can't go on anymore, you feel like that feeling that you just can't move another step. And I feel like, you know, I can't do anything. I can't do anything anymore. I'm just going to sit here. Right. You can talk to your feeling and say, I can do anything through Christ, right? I can do all things through Christ, amen? Don't dwell on those feelings. Speak to those feelings, amen? Do what Jesus did. Speak to the people that love you. Speak to God and speak to your anxiety. Speak to your feelings. And guess what? Jesus overcame, amen? amen? Praise God. Thank God he overcame. What if he would have succumbed to that anxiety in that garden and he would have said, I can't go no further? 
I can't go no further. Amen. There would have been no hope. That's right. There would have been no salvation. Amen. There would have been no blood covering. Amen. We would have been doomed to our sins forever. But Jesus overcame. Amen. Praise God. He overcame. Amen. Right. He overcame. He overcame his anxieties. He spoke to his disciples in the garden. He spoke to his father. And he spoke to his fear. And when the guards came to take him in that garden, I want you to know that no man took his life. Okay? I want you to know in that garden that they didn't come take his life. Amen? They didn't come take Jesus' life. He willingly laid his life down. He had escaped from them dozens of times. The Bible says that, you know, he was in a temple and he would just disappear. Right? He could have just disappeared in this time. Right? He willingly went with them to that cross. And he was hanging on that cross and the creation was spitting on him and mocking him. Jesus looked up at the Father and he said, what? Forgive them. Amen? They don't even know what they're doing, Jesus. They don't even know what they're doing. Forgive them. Amen, forgive them. And because they didn't even know what they were doing, Jesus said, forgive them. And he said, it is finished. Amen, I have done what you sent me to do today. And he overcame that anxiety and he gave his life for you. Jesus did what we should do. And honestly, what I still have to do. See, when I'm feeling anxiety, I talk to my wife. Amen. When I'm feeling this overwhelming feeling, I talk to my wife and I let her know what I'm feeling. I talk to my friends. I talk to my pastor, right? And then I talk to God. Right, I talk to God, I pray to God, and tell Him what I'm feeling. I get honest with God, I tell Him about what I'm feeling, I tell Him about my fears and my doubts, things that, if I told you today, you might be shocked, right? The things that I doubt and the things that I fear, right? I begin to tell God those things, and I cry out to God, and when I get those anxious feelings, when that, when that overwhelming anxiety builds up into me, I speak to it, amen? Right. I begin to speak to that anxiety, I tell her, you don't leave me, amen? God has already delivered me from you. Amen. Amen. No matter what you've been through today, God's already delivered from you. He said, it is finished. Amen. It is finished. Amen. He's already done the work. Amen. He doesn't have to do anything else. Amen. He's already defeated it for you. That's right. right. I tell my fear I can do anything through Jesus. I tell my fear that the same power that overcame the cross lives within me. That's right. Amen. Do you not understand that? The same power that overcame that cross that day still lives inside you. And you will overcome also. God has given you everything you need. Amen. He's given you everything you need to do what he's called you to do. Paul said from a Roman prison, think about this when, you, when, you, when you're worried about your anxiousness and your fear and the worries and the things you got going on in your life. Paul was in a Roman prison facing death, right? In a Roman prison and he sent a letter to the Philippians and he said, don't be anxious about anything, right? He, he wrote a letter to the church, Amen. Right, while he's in a prison about to die, he said, don't be anxious. Right, and we could add some words to that, right, not take away or change the word, brother. Right, but we could add some, right, because he said, don't be anxious about anything, right? So I'm sure he was saying, don't be anxious about a virus. Amen. Right, I'm sure he was saying, don't be anxious about your job. Right, I'm sure he was saying, don't be anxious about a new president. Right, I'm sure he was saying, don't be anxious about your marriage. I'm sure he was saying, don't be anxious about your financial situation, right? I'm sure he was saying, don't be anxious about your health. I'm sure he was saying, don't be anxious about whatever is going on in your life, right? But he said, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Right? right? Present your request to God. He said, look, don't be anxious, but pray. Give it to God. Lay it at the feet of the cross today. Amen. No matter what you're going through today, I'm not making light of it, what anybody's going through. People are going through some problems, amen, and I know it. I know a lot of your problems also, right? But he said, don't be anxious. Give it to God. Pray to God. And he said in verse 7 there, uh, Danny, he said, in the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He said, the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I love that scripture, amen. amen. I could have sat down and just read that to y'all and sat back down and we wouldn't even have had to preach today, amen. See, Paul's in a prison cell and he's facing persecution. His own, his own self tells the church. And then he tells you, don't worry, don't be anxious, but instead pray. He's fixing to die. He's fixing to die. He's going to have his head cut off, right? But what he says is he tells you because you're the church, amen? He says, don't you worry. Don't be anxious. Go to God. 
If it's big enough to worry about, go to God with it. Amen. Amen. If they're big enough to be fearful about, go to God with it. Amen. If it's big enough to keep you up at night, if it's big enough to put these overwhelming, anxious feelings in you, go to God with it and tell Him about it. Tell Him about your fears. Tell Him about your worries. Tell Him about your cares. And Paul says, if you'll do this, He'll give you a peace that the people of this world will not be able to understand. And He'll keep you through His Son, Jesus Christ. If you don't remember anything else I say today, shame on you for not listening to me. Right? <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you don't remember anything else I say today, remember this scripture right here. If you'll go to God, He'll give you peace. Amen. That this world can't give you. He'll give you peace that a president can't give you. He'll give you peace that news can't give you. He'll give you peace that our pastor can't give you. Amen. But peace that God can give you. Amen. Peace that passes all understanding. Amen. If you need that peace of God today, I wonder today, can you just stand? If you need that peace of God, Right? It's the peace of God we all need. Amen? Right? It's not your peace. It's not the peace as the world gives. Right? It's peace that only comes from God. You know what's good about that? That it's not peace that the world gives? Because if it's not peace that the world gives, guess what? The world can't take it away. Right? It's peace that God gives. So no one could take it away. Right? The Bible says that no one could pluck you from God's hands. Right? Nobody can take that peace from you. Right, because they didn't give it to you. Amen. God gave it to you. Amen. That's something worth praising God over today. Only God can give you this peace and nobody can take it. You understand that when your soul feels overwhelmed with anxiety, there is no storm God can't bring you through. There's no obstacle God can't help you overcome. There's no enemy that God can't defeat. There's no heartache that God can't heal today. Amen. Listen, if you've been overwhelmed with anxiety and worry today, I want you to give it to Jesus. Lay it at His cross today. Amen. Give it to Him. No matter what you're feeling in your heart today, if it's fear, if it's worry, if it's anxiousness, if it's anxiety, if it's full-on depression, give it to Jesus today. If you need peace, today is the day. See, there's something about crying out to Jesus when you need that peace, amen? There's healing in that, amen? There's healing in stepping out and coming to the altar. Amen, you can do that where you're at. You can pray where you're at, and I'm not going to tell you you have to come to the altar, but if you need healing, there's healing and coming to this altar, there is healing in that, right? It, it puts this braveness and this boldness in you, right? And it, it, it does something, right? It just triggers something in you because God sees your faith, right? So today, if you want that peace that he said passeth all understanding, you can get it today, amen? You can lay it at his feet today and give it to him. If you don't know this Jesus we're talking about today, today's your day. Today is the day of your salvation, amen? Today is the day of your salvation. You could come up here. And we can lead you to salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen. If you know, if you don't know him today. I'm going to pray and this worship team is going to, is going to uh, sing today. And if you feel like you need that peace, come, come pray. If you don't feel like you could step out today, maybe you feel like, you know, I can't go to that altar today. If you'll begin to raise your hands and you'll begin to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If that's all you can say, that's enough. Amen. Amen. If you'll begin to raise your hands and say, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus will meet you where you're at. Amen. And he'll give you that peace. I promise you. Jesus will never deny his presence from you if you call out to him. So begin to call out to him. I'm going to pray and then we're going to worship him. Heavenly